Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. Hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program, our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Today I'm joined by Dr. David Weisenhorn, our Extension Specialist for Parenting and Child Development. Thanks for joining us today, David. Oh, it's always fun to be here. So today's topic is is kind of a tough one, um, mm. which I think is one thing that's great about this podcast is that one week we are talking about fun topics and exciting things, and then we also want to address some of the more difficult topics. And so today's topic is dealing with relationship conflict, which that in itself is, that's a big statement. So let's just start off and talk a little bit about relationship conflict and um, how individuals might strengthen their their relationships. Yeah, you know, you know, there's a staggering statistic that I heard uh, in, in 2018, over 900,000 divorces occur in America each year. And of those 900,000, fewer than 10% of those talk to anyone about their relationship. You know, relationships are just that, right? There's conflicts are going to occur. Conflicts arise because each individual is unique and we have unique perspectives. And although each of us, we bring value to the relationship, it's important to remember that we also have weaknesses, right? And that, that when those weaknesses arise, that, that that can also cause some some chafing. And so what's the best way to handle this? Is it to ignore them? Is it is it to just kind of go about your daily bay and just say, oh, this is just the, the price of consequence or the, the consequence of being in relationship? John Gottman, who is is just a, a marvel in, in the relationship research field and has been doing research for 40 plus years. He has found and, and his colleagues that they work in a lab and they found that that great loving relationships have amazing outcomes. They produce or lead to greater physical and mental health. There's greater wealth, greater resilience, faster recovery from illness greater longevity, and we're talking like 10 to 15 years. You want to live 10 or 15 years longer, love your spouse. And, and the last thing would be even, and, and their children are more successful. So can you imagine, can you believe it? Just a relationship, just being in a right. good relationship has such positive outcomes. It's surprising that so many of us struggle in in relationships, right? That, that these are our outcomes. And, and it could be easy to say, well, well, why do we struggle? Well, I think it's just the nature of the beast. And so just to try and, and work these things out, here are some tips that are part of, of what Gottman and his crew say that can help us. The first thing you do is, is that when we get into conflict or we disagree, we discuss our needs. So the conversation, he says it's really important, the th- three variables that are known for for healthy, loving, lasting relationships are calm, commitment, and trust. And calm, what he's talking about is that when we begin our conversation, that we really need to be calm. He says 90% of how a conversation is going to go or a conflict depends on how it starts. And so when I talk about starting and discussing your needs, we don't want to start by attacking or saying right. you've done this or you don't do this. Instead, it would be maintaining a respect for that person and say, you know, I I need more of your time. Instead, you know how that that sounds so much different, Jennifer, than me saying you don't give me enough time. Right. Or 
you don't find the things I like interesting. More of I would like for you to be interested in more more of me. I need more of your interest. Just again, just stating what it is that we need out of that relationship, which is the the individual recognizing that they might need to reframe some. So so I like the idea of be calm. That sometimes that we're very upset about something or that just something emotionally is going on that we need to take time to breathe and and to be calm to work towards nurturing that relationship. Yeah, and I appreciate that. You know, one of the things that that we know about that physiological response of calmness is that when we are calm, we can take in information. When we're roused and physically and we're angry and we're upset, we're not able to bring in new information. We are constantly flooding our emotions and we're trying to defend and fight. But being calm allows us to take in information. We can listen. We can be empathetic. And and what's interesting and one of the things that Gottman talks about is this access to a sense of humor and the value that being calm and that sense of humor has a, a buffering effect of being able to take things that may be hurt, but when we're calm, we can laugh about some of the things and identify like, yeah, maybe that is me and, and, and maybe that is worth laughing about. As you're talking, David, I'm thinking about that. And I think this is probably true with most people that if you have a disagreement with your partner or your spouse, I can think about this in my household, that maybe afterwards when I am calm, I'll have that moment of rational clarity Mm -hmm. that I think, oh, well, this could have been addressed differently. (laughs) Uh, So I can see how going into that conversation already in that calm mindset, although I will say that my husband does like to use humor. And if I'm not (laughs) in the calm mindset, humor may not diffuse the situation. <laughs> I'm guilty of that too. I think I go to humor a lot of times, but in if, if I'm honest with myself in those moments, sometimes I use that humor to jab and kind of to in, in some ways disguise my attacks and I'll use that humor. And that's not necessarily what uh, what I think he's talking about. It's just the idea of when you are calm, you you can't, it's, it's easier to laugh about it some It is things. easier to reflect and laugh and, yeah. and kind of see where both parties probably just were on completely different pages. And, and now that you're calm, we're able to listen. That's a, that's the other key is listening to what your partner is saying. And before responding, what I what I recommend and and other other people within the field recommend is this idea of being able to paraphrase what you have just heard before even responding and giving your your side of the story. Try and paraphrase what you just heard. There's two things that that does. One, it shows that you're active listening, which is much harder than most people will find. This is not an easy thing to do, and I'll challenge you on that. Especially if we're worked up about something, because our side of the story is what's going through our brain, and it's what's spinning in our brain. It's not necessarily the other person's side of the story. So truly active listening to what it is that they're saying Mm -hmm. can be very difficult. Oh, and I'm just smiling over here, because, and I'm nodding the whole time, because you're right. If you're like me, when there's an argument, I'm planning my attacks, right? I, I've got a list of reasons why I'm mad. I've got a list of justifications that I'm going to use so that you understand that I am righteous I, in my anger. I know that I'm right. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, exactly. You know, I know that I am. And so, yeah, paraphrasing, being able to actively listen and, and say that before you are able to re- rebuke that allows you to to make sure that you are hearing where your spouse is coming from. And then the third step might be to repair your relationship. 
focus on the repair. You know, we spoke brof- briefly on the way over here about conflict. And you know, it's amazing to me how many of my friends say, David, I, I don't fight. I don't like to fight. And while I understand that, I think what we need to do is try and figure out define what what does a fight look like and i think from the, my friends that that share that perspective growing up fighting meant either winning or losing right and i think when we when we fight in a relationship we fight to stay in the relationship we're not fighting to get out of it we're we're fighting so that the two of us can get past this point of impasse this this problem that we're not able to get past we're trying to work together so that we can get across and sometimes and, and the the goal is that both of us win Typically, it means we compromise a little bit. So right. maybe in some regard, we lose a bit of what we maybe initially wanted. But in the end, we're still getting some of what we really want. And ultimately, we're getting past the conflict. We're resolving the relationship. Oh, I think great food for thought. And as as I think about my personal relationships as well as, as other relationships, and, and this can be true especially for a spouse and, and a partner, but I think just also other personal relationships that, that we have in life about being able to take a step back and realize that there is room for compromise and that the chances that one of us is 100% correct in this disagreement or this argument is is slim. Mm-hmm. We probably each have contributed in a way. And so we can each help solve the problem in a way. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I appreciate that. I think part of, of being in conflict is that we own our own responsibility in that. There would be no conflict if the two of us weren't together, right? The, the, this conflict is because we have two very unique, special, and good, I think at the bottom, good perspectives, but they are different. And so differing perspectives is what can cause that riffle. And the last thing I might add in that is that, that we don't allow resentment from an argument spill over into other parts of our relationship. When this, when whatever the issue is, the, the, the conflict at hand, it doesn't spill over to other aspects. And what I mean is at times I've been guilty in my own relationship to allow the conflicts that my wife and I get into about our children. And, and it's not even a, a personal conflict about the two of us spill over into now all of a sudden I'm upset because you know, the something is uh, my shirt's not where it needs to be or, right. you know, there are dishes and I, I didn't have my, I put my cup down and now my cup's gone. And so it, it, things can kind of spill over into other areas. And now this conflict that once started with my children is now a conflict between me and my wife. It has grown yeah. significantly. And, and so just letting those things, once we get past that, we talk about it, let them go and, and then move on. So, David, I want to close with one of the comments that you made at the beginning about couples that are experiencing conflict of not talking with someone or not seeking help. And I think you've shared some great tips today for couples to work towards in nurturing and building that loving relationship. But are there opportunities for couples to reach out? 
Yeah. And, and I think you're talking about that fewer than 10% of those that were divorced. They don't talk to anyone about their relationship. Yes, when I hear that statement and uh, I heard it from John Gottman, I think what he was referring to is when he says they don't talk to anyone about the relationship, they mean a licensed mediator or a counselor. And so, yeah, I would certainly encourage those that are struggling with a conflict that they don't feel that they can get to that. I would highly recommend identifying a counselor or a psychologist within your area or even uh, a social worker within your, your direct community that you would go and talk to them because they can oftentimes provide a lot of insight and uh, mediation to the problem. And going to see a counselor, it's not admitting defeat or saying that this relationship is going to dissolve. It's just a, a step that a couple can take to help build that loving relationship. Correct. Absolutely. You know, and you think, oh, well, gosh, well, why would I do that, David? I've got friends that can help me. The idea of having someone who is an unbiased member who doesn't know either one of you can really help the situation from seeing it from a, a much different perspective. They can they can take a, a, a perspective that that people that know you just can't truly take. Thank you for joining us today, David. As I said at the beginning, that it is a a tougher topic, that it's not Mm -hmm. one that we spend a lot of time thinking about as individuals because it's something that we want to put to the back of our mind. And really and truly, it should be in the forefront. I loved at the beginning when you said a relationship is that. It's a relationship. It's going to ebb. It's going to flow. Mm -hmm. But that we're working towards building it stronger all the time. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks again for having me. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition, health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, leave a like and comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. It starts with us.